In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of the sixth Coptic month, Amshir. And as you know, the readings of the Sundays has a certain theme. The first three months, Tut, Baba, and Hatur, they speak about the love of God the Father. Then the second three months, Kyah, Tuba, and Amshir, speak about the grace of his only begotten son. Now we are in the theme of the grace of the Son of God. This grace, we received it through the incarnation of the Son of God. As we read in John chapter 1, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth by Jesus Christ. That's why when we speak about the grace of the Son of God, first month, in these three months, month of Kiyah, we speak about the incarnation of the Son of God. And the month of Kiyah, as you know, ends by the Feast of Nativity. Then this grace is communicated to us through the sacraments of the church. Through the baptism, we become children of God and we become new creation in Jesus Christ. And we put on Christ. That's why during the month of Tuba, the last month, the church spoke to us about the baptism, sacrament of baptism and the sacrament of confirmation. Especially we celebrate the Feast of Epiphany, which is the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ on the month of Tuba. Then this month, Amshir, the last month in the second three months in which we speak about the grace of his only begotten son, the church speaks to us about another sacrament, very essential for our salvation, which is the Eucharist, communion, and with communion come confession also. And the reference to this sacrament, the main reference is John chapter 6. That's why three Sundays, the first and second and third Sunday of Amshir, the reading from John chapter 6. And if you want to study Eucharist, study John chapter 6. What are the themes of these four weeks of Amshir? Today, the first Sunday, the church speaks to us the importance of laboring for the food that does not perish, but the food which endures to everlasting life. As you heard, but don't labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. Mainly Eucharistia, mainly the communion. So the importance of receiving communion, the importance of partaking in communion regularly. Then the second Sunday, which is the next Sunday, the church teaches us the satisfaction that we get through partaking of his body and his blood, through the miracle of feeding the multitude. As the Lord fed the multitude from five loaves and two fish, he is feeding us spiritually through his body 
and through his blood. Then the third Sunday, the church speaks to us about the eternal life that we will receive when we partake of his body and his blood. When we partake worthily of his body and his blood. As we hear in the confession at the end of the liturgy, given for us for salvation, remission of sins, and eternal life to all those who partake of him. Then the last Sunday of Amshir, the fourth Sunday, the reading from the Gospel of Luke, the visit of our Lord Jesus Christ to the house of Zacchaeus. Why? When we partake communion, we abide in Christ and Christ abides in us. So Christ in me, as he entered into the house of Zacchaeus, and as he told him, today salvation is granted to this house. We receive eternal life and salvation when we partake of communion given for us, for salvation, remission of sins, and eternal life. Today, the importance of Eucharist, Second Sunday, satisfaction that we get from Eucharist. Third Sunday, eternal life that we get from Eucharist. And fourth Sunday is salvation that we receive through the Eucharist. And as you know, usually, usually the great fast is started during the month of Amshir. That's why once we start the great fast, we stop the reading from the annual or regular Qatamaras for the regular days of the year, and there are special readings for the Great Fast. But this year, because the Great Fast starts late on March 11, so this year is one of the very few years in which we will read the four Sundays of Amshir. This year is one of the very, very few years. It comes every so many years that we are able to read the four Sundays of Amshir since the fast starts late on March 11. John chapter 6, as I told you, is an important chapter in the Eucharist. Let me give you a summary to understand the Gospel of today. Because the Gospel of today, when the, the people found the Lord Jesus Christ on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered to them and said, Most assuredly I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. What does this mean? What is the story behind it? So after the Lord told the multitude, what happened after this? They were hungry. And the Lord asked the disciples to give the multitude food to eat. And the Lord blessed five loaves and two fish. Everyone ate and they were filled. And the remaining leftover filled the twelve baskets. So the people were very impressed. If the Lord Jesus Christ can feed five thousand men other than women and children, if every man has wife and two children, only two are speaking about twenty thousand. And at that time any family they had five, six, ten children. There was a very, very huge number. 
So maybe 30,000, 40,000. So if the Lord was able to feed 30,000 by five loaves and two fish, then this is great for economy. People will not be worried. That's why the people decided to take the Lord Jesus Christ by force and make him a king, earthly king, as we read in John chapter 6. So the Lord, when they knew their plan, he went to the mountain to pray. During this time, the disciples took the boat and went to the other side of the sea. But Jesus did not go with them. And there was no other boats. There only one boat that the disciples took and they went to the other side. So the people assumed since the Lord did not go in the boat with the disciple, then the Lord actually is staying on this side of the, uh, uh, the lake. He did not cross over. But as we read in John chapter 6, the Lord crossed over walking on the sea, and there was a storm. Then he calmed the storm, and almost they were arrived to the other side of the lake. So the Lord rode with them until they went to the other side. But the people could not comprehend that God can walk on the waters. The Lord Jesus Christ walked on the water. So in the morning, they start to look for the Lord Jesus Christ to take him and appoint him as a king. And they did not find him. So they said, let us cross over to the other side of the sea to meet the disciples and to ask them, where is Jesus? And in the morning, some other boats came. So they took these boats and they crossed over. That's why on the following day, the second day of the miracle of the feeding of the multitude, when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea, where Jesus actually fed them, saw that there was no other boat there except that one which his disciples had entered, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone. However, in the morning, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread from the Lord, after the Lord had given thanks. So when the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there nor his disciples, they also got into the boats that came in the morning, and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And to their surprise, they found Jesus there, and they did not know how Jesus crossed over, because there was only one boat, and Jesus did not enter the boat. So when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? When and how? So Jesus answered them, and told them, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you, th- you saw the signs. Not because after I fed the multitude from five loaves and two fish, you believed that I am the Son of God, I am the Messiah. That's why you are seeking me for eternal life. But actually, because you ate of the loaves and were filled, you are coming here because you need physical food. You need comfort to your physical life. You need that I provide for your physical needs. That's why you wanted to appoint me 
as a king. Then he gives them this advice, do not labor for the food which perishes, but the food that endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. So he told them, don't labor for what we eat, what we drink, what we wear. God the Father knows that you need all these things, and he will provide it, provide all these things to you, what you eat, what you drink. But labor for the food which endures to everlasting life. Then the Lord said, made a very important comment, which the Son of Man will give you. He told them, labor for the food that endures to everlasting life. But this food, you cannot get it from anybody. It is only through the Son of Man. The Son of Man will give you. And then he said, because God the Father has set his seal on him. God the Father put his seal on his son. What does it mean? He put his seal on the son. When you have a book and then you put your seal or document and put your seal, you say, this is an official document. This document is written by me. And here is my signature and my seal. So the father putting his seal on the son means, he said, this is truly my son. He is not a person made himself God or divine. He is my son from eternity to eternity. And he came to the world to save the world. So take this food from him. Because the food that the Son of Man will give you will endure to eternal life. When the Father put his seal on the Son, and how? This manifestation was revealed to us twice. On the day of baptism, when the Father said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Then actually he is saying, This is truly my beloved Son. Also, on the day of transfiguration, the Lord said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And in a prophetic way, in Psalm 2, we read, The Lord has said to my Lord, The Lord God the Father said to my Lord, to God the Son, You are my Son. Today I begotten you. Two times clearly the Father spoke, and one time in the in Psalm 2. The Father testifying about the Son is putting his seal on him. Then after the Lord said, labor for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, they asked him, what is this food? We know that Moses in the Old Testament gave us manna from heaven. So are you going to give us manna from heaven like Moses? So the Lord actually told them, the food I will give you is my body, which I will sacrifice for the life of the world. I am the food that came from heaven. I am the bread of life which came from heaven. And then a dispute started between Jesus and the multitude. They said, this man is out of his mind. 
How this man will give us his body? How his man will give us his blood? And the Lord repeated several times, My body is food indeed, my blood is drink indeed. Unless, unless is a condition, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no eternal life abiding in you. And the rest of the story, in John chapter 6, I told you in the beginning how the people were running and seeking Jesus. They want to appoint him as a king. When the Lord told them, my body is food indeed and my blood is drink indeed, they were offended and they said, oh, this man is out of his mind. So all the people left him. And how many remained with him? Only the 12 disciples. So the Lord looked at the 12 disciples and told them, do you want also to go? But Peter answered him, no, where shall we go? You have the food of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life. And they remained with him. So the four weeks of this month is about the importance of Eucharist. Today, actually, all of us came to the church to worship the Lord. And I'm sure many of us will take communion. But why we came here today? Why are you seeking Jesus? Are you seeking Jesus for the food that perishes? You are here asking God for job, for money, for success in your career, for success in your school. Yes, all these are our needs. And the Lord told us, ask and you shall receive. But are these things all what preoccupy our minds? What we eat, what we drink, what we wear? Are we laboring for the food that perishes or the food that endures to eternal life? And when actually we are coming to take communion, are we ready to partake of his body and his blood? Or just doing it as a routine. Every Sunday you come to church, take communion, and, and that's it. St. Paul warned us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, if we take his body and his blood unworthily, we will be guilty of his body and his blood. Are we ready to partake of his body and his blood worthily? And how we become worthy of his body and his blood. St. Paul told us, examine yourself in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. So by examining ourselves, living life of repentance and confessing our sins, then that is how we become worthy by life of repentance of partaking his body and his blood. That's why the Lord told us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, what you eat, what you drink, what you wear, will be given to you. Because your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Are we seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness first or not? If the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to you right now, and he told you, ask one request from me, what would this be? What would this be? 
is it going to be the kingdom of God and his righteousness? He told us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So today, actually, the message of the gospel, the importance of seeking eternal life, and the road of eternal life is to be one with the Lord Jesus Christ through communion. But in order to partake of his body and his blood, we need to be ready, physically and spiritually. Spiritually, through life of repentance and through confession. Spiritually, also through prayer. The church prepares us for the Eucharist through prayers. Prayers start from the night before, from Saturday night. Vespers, midnight praises, morning praises, and then the liturgy. Unfortunately, many of us ignore most of these prayers and they come just for the last 30 minutes. If you want to partake of the body and blood, one of the preparation, you prepare yourself through prayers. All these prayers that the church arranged from the night before to prepare your soul for this heavenly table, for this heavenly food, To be one with Christ. That's why on Sunday morning, we need to be very early in the church, from the beginning of the liturgy, and to listen to the readings, and to partake in all the prayers. Prayers will prepare my soul to be united with the Lord Jesus Christ. And physically, we become fasting, not eating or drinking, pure in body, to partake of his body and his blood. In today's liturgy, I want each one of us, and I am the first among you, to think about, are we laboring for the food that endures for eternal life? Are we seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, or not? And second, how we prepare ourselves for communion and for Eucharist? Are we coming in the right attitude, in the right spirit to partake of his body and his blood or not? May the Lord grant all of us purity and worthiness to partake of his body and his blood for eternal life. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.